Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Everybody and welcome to the Triple Jump podcast. My name is Ben. My name is Peter. Peter, this is a video games podcast. Yes, it is. We talk about video games and not jumping big. Jumping big. Not well, it's big more about the jumps. distance rather than the height. The triple jump. Where de- I mean, define big. Uh, high, tall, large. Large. Wide. Large. Yeah, I suppose if you large, light, but light down. It's a. It's an all encompassing degrees. Term. Is yeah, you're right. That's a big Large at 90 degrees jumping. Yeah. That's not what we're about here. What is going on with these chairs? I don't know if you can hear that on the microphone, but they are squeaking up a storm in here. So you everybody just... Remain absolutely... Is it the footrest or is it the actual chair? Take your feet off. It's just sort of the whole... It's just, it's just the whole... The, the entire whole, structural integrity. The whole thing. Uh, this is a podcast where we take some questions from... I didn't even move that time. The chair just wants in on the podcast, right. wants a credit, Okay. Uh, where we take some questions from you at home. And when I say you at home, I mean patrons who support us over at patreon.com. Oh, my God. <laughs> over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. jump. Uh, we're also going to talk about what we play in, which is a groundbreaking segment. Don't worry about it. It might go over your head. We'll get to it when we get there. Uh, weird news where we've bro- both brought some strange news stories along. Yeah. And a big discussion. And as you can probably tell from the title of the podcast slash the thumbnail for the video, you will know that it's about Sanic. Yeah, that's what's in the news this week in the video game world. I just thought we should, we we can't not talk. No, I mean, you know, that's that's the story of the century i think mm-hmm. we'll get we'll get to it let's not let's not get into it now because let's not get too excited we'll ruin the schedule first question peter comes from tom price tom price uh related to Ted of price. course well i was gonna say i thought his dad was um fisher oh, oh i see maybe yeah. his mum is ted right short for theodorette could you get a, a fisher price teddy oh you could so it's sort of a Ted official Ted Price. I don't know what to think anymore. No. Uh, will cheats in games ever make a comeback? Mm. Games such as GTA, Tony Hawk, etc. always had a long list of cheats that arguably, Im- that's in brackets, mm. arguably improved gameplay for casual slash younger gamers. Um, mm. Tom Price thinks we're some sort of oracle. It's a, it's a oh. straight question. It's not do you think, it's... Will cheats in games ever make a comeback? I don't know, Tom. I, Peter, I don't know. Project project yourself forty years into the future. Mm. What do you see? I see um, fields of green. 
Mm, I don't know, actually. Red roses? Not Certainly no red roses. Right, okay. I'm not even sure if the the fields are going to be green in, in 40 years' yeah, time. Yeah, there's going to be... What is green? I see fields of brown. Dead flowers, too. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, my, my stance on this is that... Cheats have have definitely dwindled in the form that we originally knew them. Cheat code. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But the content still exists. It's just it now exists in the form of obviously there's mods which admittedly aren't put there by developers. They're no. put there by the by the players. Mm-hmm. But you know there's similar kind of effects and and uh, visual alterations that cheat codes used to do are now mm-hmm. mods. You know, changing your costume or yeah. having infinite infinite ammo or whatever. Um, and also, DLC. Um, yes, it's it's kind of become a DLC thing now to a certain sort extent. Sort of microtransactions. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that case, I don't think publishers, those money grabbing bar stools, yeah. are ever going to relinquish their ability to charge extra for things like, oh, hey, do you want to play as Spider Man in this game? Well, mm. now you can. Obviously, not in for money, but yeah, for money, Mm. you know, Tony Hawk doing a deal and saying, hey, we've done a deal, uh, but it's DLC and now you can play as Darth Maul. Yeah. Um, Two pounds. Yeah. I I think that's that's the way it's going. I mean, I guess it depends on what kind of cheat. You know, there's always going to be the ability to uh, for for developers to put codes in if they want to, to mm-hmm. do fun things. And I think there's probably going to be Konami code Easter eggs till the end of time. Yeah, probably. Um, but in terms of, like, costumes and, like, bonus levels and secrets and things like that, those were very much an old-fashioned, oh, let's hide a thing on our disc that only comes I'm out sorry? in disc. Right. Uh, the, our game that only comes out in physical format back in the, you know, the noughties. Um, but now that everything's digital or it can be you know no i think you're right uh the times they are a changing but it's been like this for a long time you've got to remember that obviously gta has uh always supports crazy cheats um straight off the bat but equally a lot of games go the uncharted route where you finish the game and it gives you access to various gameplay modifiers to make it a bit more fun i think games while they're still primarily an entertainment source obviously they've matured as the times uh, and have have gone on and mm. the industry itself has matured especially with the introduction of uh, i think trophies and achievements and all that kind of stuff yeah. if they gave you access i mean G- how gta does it is it if you enter a cheat code it just disables trophies until mm-hmm. the cheat codes are disabled which is one way to do it but i think primarily you know these games are designed as an ex- a creative expression and 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 an art form and yeah. developers just want you to play it through first yeah. and if you want to have silly modes in there afterwards then you know they can add those in by selling them to you which could be considered insidious mm. or by allowing you to unlock it for completing certain in-game objectives yeah uh, which i think is the way to do it personally because i would rather you know, GTA is a special exception just because it's always that's just always been the way they've done it. Yeah, definitely, you know? yeah. Uh, but certainly a game like The Last of Us, which I don't think has any cheats in it, but just as an example, mm. I wouldn't want to play through The Last of Us knowing that I could enable big head mode immediately. I wouldn't want that. That no. would just sort of like, it feels like it would take the experience down a notch, yeah, uh, so to speak. But, you know, I'd happily play through it again with, with big big zombie head mode. Yeah, on. and that's something that does actually go back further than you think. I mean, you're right that I think it, that is now more 
more the case currently as as the industry has matured somewhat. Um, but there's some games. I mean, Spider Man, the Sam Raimi Spider Man One game on mm-hmm. PS2 that had unlockable cheats. I think so. You couldn't play right. them at the beginning, but as you went through, you unlocked various outfits. You unlocked Big Head mode, uh, unlimited webbing, and stuff like that. Um, but you could also type them in as codes. Whereas, yeah, I think you're right. Actually, I think it's it's a good thing to. Uncharted's a good case in point. You know, there's various like silly things you can lo- unlock, or you can like play through the entire thing in your scuba suit, you know, mm-hmm. or a, a tux, you know. Um, and yeah, I think it. I think people should um, play through a game once before they put cheats on. That was always my rule, my my honor system, mm-hmm. or what's it called, honesty honesty box, right uh, at home, which is that I would only enable cheats once I'd finished the game. Yeah. Um, no. No unlimited weapons for me until i've done that final boss did you ever have one of those uh i think some people had game sharks and things like that but did you ever have one of the i had the exploder cheat disc that you put in first yeah and then once you'd loaded your cheats on ps2 then you'd put in the game right but they weren't i wouldn't call those cheats so much as they were actually just sort of hacking into the game just they were they were hacks and they were going into sort of like debug consoles and menus that you shouldn't be able to see yeah uh to enable things that you know like god mode that developers have access to to test things yeah um did you ever have one of those no i was aware of them and i would sometimes you'd be like i'd be looking at cheats online after i'd finished a game like oh i wonder what i can do and sometimes listed there there would be some like various game shark codes that you could use yeah. and I'd be like what is this thing and i'd yeah. be like oh man you can you know, the the only um, codes that are native to this game are big head mode or whatever, big feet mode. And then I'm looking at these game shark codes where it's like, but if I had a game shark, I could make <laughs> it so that my character can fly, oh. which you can't do in the game at all. And, you know, it sounded magical, but I just yeah. never really got around to investing in, in one. But, well, uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know from a legal perspective how those really stood. They no. sold them in game and things. So you'd, I'd like to think that they were allowed to to exist but certainly these days i don't think that would work anymore especially with online there'd be too um, much protection on the games as well i think it's a probably a lot harder to kind of hack into them with a yeah the equivalent of a game shark probably uh, but with multiplayer and achievements and trophies again like that would just completely wreck any ecosystem that a hardware manufacturer wanted to yeah wanted to construct because you could just completely destroy it Definitely. And people do anyway by actually just hacking their consoles, but it's far more complicated. And sometimes it's not, but mm. it's it's far more complicated than knowing that you can just go and buy a disc yeah. that will make you invincible forever. Yeah. Which yeah. Is, which is something else. What I've written, I was going to say, yeah, with multiplayer, um, you know, so many games now have online multiplayer, and it's, mm. you know, it makes sense to have cheats uh, in something like a uncharted or spider-man but yeah. the moment that you're playing fortnite you know there's never going to be cheats for that you've just got to be really only illegal really hacks. good yeah really good at fortnite. mlg mm-hmm. all day blazer yeah i don't know though I, d- I don't i don't know that we'll ever see a return to that i think certain games will continue to champion cheats mm. uh and some games will just sell them to you yeah but we'll certainly never go back i no. think I don't think it so. It might not change much from this point, but yeah, we won't we won't be returning. I think we've seen the best of it. It's time for a cutting edge section. A what? You know how you say the industry has matured? 
Yeah. So have we. Have we? And we've made this new segment uh-huh. that we call. Yeah. What are we playing? Huh? Peter, what are we playing? Yeah. Um, I'm going to try and explain it to you. Okay. Uh, do you have your calculator? No. Well, then there's no point. Oh. Uh, this is a section where we talk about the games what we played in the last week. Right. I'm going to go first, Peter. Yeah, you go first. Because I've got an interesting one that oh. people might not expect unless okay. you follow me on Twitter and Instagram, in which case you will expect. But I just poured my drink all over me, but please You please really did, on. didn't you? Yeah, it's all, really did. all over your arm. Yeah. Nice work, buddy. Mm. That's what you're playing. Yeah, the I'm, drying, I'm playing up. The drying game. Yeah. Pack it in. I remember my aunt using the phrase pack it in to talk to my cousins. And I, for some reason, because I'd never really heard that phrase before, in my mind, I just had a very vivid image of a packet of crisps. Pack it in. Pack it in. I, I have two brief, don't worry, brief anecdotes to go <laughs> off off the off that. The first one, I was, yeah. the only one I was going to tell you until you said a crisp packet was um, that Did I was... Did you go to school with Christopher Packet? No, I didn't. No. So this is the non-crisp related one. Okay. I was sitting in the cinema once and a couple of rows behind me, there were these like asshole teenagers or they weren't even i think they were like 13 okay and i was i think i was younger than them i was about 10 Mm. and um a couple of seats in front of me there was this quite old dad who looked about 50 and he was quite (laughs) like big and scary and he had a scary beard there was something about his beard that made him scary and he was there with just his daughter and these kids behind me were throwing popcorn. Oh, and they on. start they just at first they were just throwing it around and then they decided, let's throw it at those people. And they kept doing it. And he would I could see him like sort of shuffling and reacting, but thinking like, I'm not gonna cause a scene. Yeah. And then eventually, out of nowhere, middle of the film, they throw one and he turns around and he goes, Pack it in, whoever it is. And I was like, Oh god, I hope he doesn't think it's me. And I was really scared. That is spooky. That spooky dad spooky dad lost his temper. Yeah. Uh, I've I've only done that once in a cinema, not, oh, not with someone throwing stuff at me. But I went to go see Logan Lucky. Oh yeah, um, like a couple of years ago now. I didn't think much of that film. It might have been because I was really annoyed the whole way through because it was a very quiet screening. It was me, Mikey, and Jules went to go see it. Mm. And in the back there were like five, probably similar age, sort of twelve, thirteen year old girls, and they were just sprinting, like talking loudly and just running up and down. It was one of the smaller screens. Right. And it was doing my head in because they Why would, would you stop run up and down. They were just messing around. They, they were just messing around and they had like they would just stop for a while and then they would start doing it again. And it would just it was just making me so mad. Yeah. And I turned around and, and just yelled at them. Yeah, what did you say? I just said, Stop it. Yeah. Can you stop it please? <laughs> And then they went, oh, yeah, sorry. Well, yeah, why? Because they don't think, like... Why have they paid to get in to run around a dark... Because they're teenagers. They don't care. Like, it, it's it's exciting to them because they're in a quiet place and they can just be pests. And I don't think they thought that we would do anything. And yeah. then as soon as I reacted, they stopped completely for the rest of the film. But I was sat there just seething, like adrenaline going because I've had to tell off children yeah. that aren't mine. And uh, I, I think about it quite a lot. Right. Just because it's one of those things where you just get really annoyed about something. Yeah. And you think about it for ages afterwards. And I think, should I have lost my temper or should I have just quietly and calmly got a steward and asked them to just be removed? But then from the you screen? have to leave the the screen, don't you? And you have I to go and get I wasn't enjoying Logan Lucky oh, well, at, at no, that point anyway. So, it, anyway, sorry. The this one section. other thing I was going to tell you, sorry, I know yeah, we're Chris, way off. Chris topic. Packets. I'll be yeah. really quick. You know, you said you sort of. 
when she said pack it in, you yeah. you weren't sure what she meant by that and you just thought of crisp packets. Yeah, yeah. I remember being in my it was my first day at nursery. So that's <laughs> oh pre-reception. That's four years old. And you remember this? I remember this day because it was it really scared me. And I was a bit sort of worried when, you know, my it was the first time I was gonna be without my mum, basically, as like right. a four year old kid. Yeah. And we'd we'd all been playing for a couple of hours and I was like, Oh no, I'm having a good time. Then the teacher, or not the teacher, just the, the minder said Okay, it's time to go now. Pack away, pack away, like that. Mm. And as a four-year-old, because my lexicon was quite small, I'd only heard the word pack used in the context of going on holiday at that point. Oh, no. And I was really scared that we were going away and my mum wouldn't, like my mum, I would never Jesus see my mum again. Jesus Christ, Peter. You were, you were like a dog who'd heard the words vet. Vet or, yeah. Yeah. I, so I thought we had to like pack a bag and I was like, but... My mum's... I didn't say anything, but I was thinking, right. my mum's coming to get me. And oh, I was really scared oh, and sad. Oh, poor Peter. That was okay. Ben, what are you playing? Jesus Christ. Um, how long have we been recording for? Seven seven hours. Look at that. My yeah. goodness. Time flies, doesn't mm. it? Um, I played Pokemon Snap. Oh, yeah. My, uh, my see that cousin that. gave me an early birthday present, and he managed to find his uh, Pikachu Nintendo 64, and mm -hmm. he gave it to me. Wow. Uh, he, just, he just had it in like a shoebox and was like, here you go. And it was a family event over the weekend, just gone. And uh, we were, we, we'd all met up at my grandparents and, um, and we just hooked it up to the, to their TV and we were just playing some Pokemon Snap. Cause you're not an, an N64 boy, are you? No, never Have had you an ever N64. played one? Yeah. Well, I played that specific one at my cousin's right. house yeah, <laughs> in okay. the nineties, but, uh, yeah, no, I've never, I'd never had one myself. Mm. Um, so I used to watch him play Pokemon Snap I and Pokemon incredibly, Snap. His Pokemon Snap save data was intact. Mm -hmm. So the photos that we were taking, we were competing with him from the nineties. Yeah, <laughs> from a score basis, which better, was really it gets replaced, doesn't it? You, you get the option to yeah. So that was that was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a great game. I don't. It's it's appearing on a on a list that I think is coming out next week about uh, Pokemon games that broke the traditional mold. Mm. Um, and it's too short and there aren't enough Pokemon on it and they should have done a sequel to it yeah. and why has there not been a sequel to it? That's there should I be. Know. Maybe there will be one day. I hope so. I would love a Pokemon Snap too. Really I don't even mind that it's on Rails. If they brought another one and it was on Rails, I think yeah. that's part of the challenge. Like you're learning... Mm. You know, oh, at this moment, something jumps out. You if know? I do this at this time, yeah. I only have a certain amount of time to throw a pester ball at yeah. this squirtle. Otherwise, it will just remain a shell in the water. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. It's it's so good. And uh, played a little bit of Pokemon Coliseum as well. And oh, that was yeah. Good. Pokemon and, Stadium. Yes, sorry. Pokemon yeah. Stadium. And um, a Hot Wheels game that he had and oh. still has. And it's bloody awful. Like, oh. it's just so terrible. But... Uh, Still have some memories of playing that with yeah. him, like because you don't know any better. It's just like, no, oh, it's a it's, it's a wheel. racing game. This will be fun. That's advertised crap. to me in the breaks on children's TV. Just crap, yeah. rubbish game. But uh, what about you? Uh, we at time of recording have just been playing Time Splitters Three: Future Perfect. Oh my goodness, one of my favorite games. One of my favorite games of certainly of its era. I've played that game so much, and I really enjoyed going back and playing that. Yeah. I think it's actually aged quite well, apart from the graphical glitches we were having from the emulation. Um, <laughs> those were, those were on on. What's the term that I'm looking for? On brand. On brand. Those were on brand. But because of the the slightly weird uh, style that Free Radical were doing back then with their engine, whatever it was called, I don't know. I'd have to do some research for that. Mm. Um, I think it's 
you know, it's quite stylized, and I, I don't think it's aged too badly, really. No, me neither. It does help when you're emulating because that renders it at the very best it could possibly be. Right. So it's, you know, nice and crisp and sharp edges. Uh, it probably wouldn't look too good on a PS2, you know. It'd be a bit muddy. Maybe not. But um, other than that, you know, I think it's a lot of fun. The sense of humor hasn't aged too badly either because it's it's a little bit, we said at the time when we were playing, you know, there's there's a fair few sort of sexy lady kind of yeah, it's, images. Yeah, it's very sort of PS2 era sort of. It is. Yeah. But, but considering that, I don't think that's aged too badly either. No. Um, you know, it, when you compare there's certainly it to, worse. <laughs> the, exactly. When you compare it to the Duke, the Duke yeah. of the Newcombs, um, who really, pro- I don't know if they could ever bring out another Duke Nukem game that was sort of true to form. They'd have to sort of very carefully pick what jokes he did and didn't make. Yeah, you know, it would fine. have to be central to the plot that, yeah. that someone's censoring him or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's fine to, uh, you know, have a go at the aliens, but like, I don't know, all the kind of bum slapping and, uh, <laughs> you know, tearing clothes off people. And right. I don't know if that would, go down as well now probably not i'm not saying they shouldn't do it i'm just saying the reaction that, wouldn't yeah the be reaction great. wouldn't no. be good uh but yeah we've been playing uh, together we've been playing that mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to continue to do so on thursdays on youtube yeah we're, we're streaming. streaming on youtube on thursday joined by a lot of people who've never uh never been able to catch a twitch stream before mm. for various reasons mainly because twitch is frightening and and yeah. a hostile it's not at all but, no, it's uh, lovely, but we we would we were still thrilled to see our core twitch supporter base joining us on on youtube as well yeah um so we will continue to stream on twitch for our solo streams on mondays and tuesdays mm. uh, but as far as uh, our thursday duo streams uh, those will be on YouTube now. Yeah. Um, and uh, we'll be tweeting about those when they're going live and all that kind of stuff. So keep an eye out. Yes. Ben. Next question. We've got a question for you to read. This is from Reese Jones. And Reese Jones says, Marvel's Spider-Man and the Batman Arkham series are fantastic games that make you feel like they're respective heroes. Mm. What superhero would you like to see get the same treatment? And who would develop it? Oof. Now, I don't know if you remember, Peter, but a few... Oh God, it must have been a couple of years ago now. Disney basically said, okay, everyone who's got these superhero licenses of ours on the Marvel side, give them back. Hmm. We've got an idea. And it's sort of, I can't remember what the the name is. I'm just going to refer to it as the Avengers Initiative, yeah. just because that's what it's called in the films. Um, but they, they announced like at least a couple of partners that they were going to be working with sort of outside studios. Because I think, I don't know if Disney has any internal studios anymore, but they certainly used to. Mm-hmm. Um Obviously, there was Marvel's Spider-Man, yeah. which was developed by Insomniac. And you have to assume that there's a partnership there because Sony owns the movie rights to Spider-Man still. Yeah. Um, and they also announced that Square Enix was going to develop an, an Avengers game. And that had, has just been radio silence since then. So I don't mm. know if we'll be seeing that at E3 this year or maybe sometime soon. Um, but in terms of you know, the idea of giving superhero licenses to top quality studios... It seems, at least on the Marvel side, that that's what Disney's trying to do. Yeah, and that's really exciting as as a as a Marvel fan, as a superhero fan. I, I'm I'm excited to see what what comes out of the woodwork. It's actually the arguably until Spider Man came out, 
I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm trying to think of other Marvel superhero games of the past decade. But There's a Captain America movie tie-in. Well, this game. is what I'm about to say, is that, like, it's arguably where DC have been winning. Um, mm. You know, if you look at the Arkham games, um, I don't know if they've done anything else, DC. Um, well, they had in- Injustice as a fighting game. Yeah, that's, Injustice is all right. Good. Also, think. there was X-Men Origins Wolverine, which was a, su- a surprisingly really good movie tie-in. I've game. heard that. I've not played that one. I but, haven't either. Uh, Apparently, Hugh Jackman doesn't know how violent it is. Right, okay. because it's like super violent and yeah. gory, and he did, <laughs> he did all the voice acting for it. <laughs> Apparently, he wasn't told quite oh, how horrible it was. So that's okay. something I remember hearing at the time. Well, I'm I, I'm not as big a superhero fan as you are, but I do have a couple of ideas that I think could be interesting. Yeah, I think a Doctor Strange super psychedelic, uh, you know, Inception warpy, yeah. t- teleporting, bending cities kind of game could be intriguing it mm. might make you vomit um <laughs> but i think there's there's some fun to be had there with like you know just the the visual style mm. alone would would be interesting i don't know who i would necessarily get to develop it um but uh yeah dr strange is an interesting character yeah. um i also think it would be pretty fun to play as magneto yeah um and maybe i'd just give that to insomniac because they did a good job with uh with Sp- spoderman playing as a villain would be fun yeah um and I mean, he's a bit of a, he's almost an anti-hero, isn't he? Like sometimes he's treated as a... Yeah, d- depends how he hero. feels when he depends wakes up. film. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so that could be fun. Um, I just like being able to throw things around and fly and he can do those things. Yeah. Um, Deadpool was pretty good as well. Deadpool, Deadpool was pretty good. Deadpool I played game. that on Steam on PC and uh, I thought it was it was pretty respectable. That was very, that was quite Duke Nukem-y though. In, well, it was Deadpool. Yeah, in just Deadpool. No Nolan Ball. North did very well yeah. uh, playing Deadpool there. Did you play it? No, I didn't. It was one that I was tempted to get, but then I was put off by reviews and then it was re-released on PS4 and I thought, maybe now? And then I just never got around I to it. I didn't finish it, but what I did play, I, I enjoyed. The one other thing, not actually superhero, superhero related, so it's a bit of a cheat, but it's comic book. Yeah. Uh, Judge Dredd. Okay. There was a really good, well... It's aged really badly, but at the time, <laughs> it was a really good Judge Dredd game called uh, Dread versus Death. Okay. Um, and that was like a first-person Judge Dredd game. You could go around and you arrested people who you were sort of sent out to arrest, but you could also arrest anyone you met, um, and it would like just come up with, oh, they don't have a goldfish license, so they're going to jail for three months. And oh, stuff. my God. So you could just walk up and literally arrest anybody. It was just a lot of fun. Like, it, it felt a little bit time splitters-y. I don't even know. Maybe it was even Free Radical who made it. Maybe not. Mm. I might just be making that up because it was quite similar. But, um, yeah. Oh, there you go. So uh, I'd like to see that again. But Yeah. Yeah. There have been numerous rumors. And... Oh, it was Rebellion. Sorry. I've oh, been was re- it Rebellion? I've it down, yeah. And does Rebellion exist anymore? I don't know. No, I'm not I'm sure. I'm not sure if they were one of the ones that what have died. Mm. Um, there have been numerous rumors and and confirmations and then retractions about what Rocksteady are working on next. Mm. Some people saying, you know, it's a Silver Age DC Justice League game yeah. or it's not going to be a superhero game at all. There were rumors they're working on a Superman, Superman game. Superman, yeah. But I don't think this is this is part of a larger issue, really. I don't think superheroes who have the power of flight can easily be given a game. No, that's a just good point. because designing an an interesting world around someone who never has to land is kind of hard. You like, say that, but Spider Man, you know, Spider Man, yes, but Spider Man spends a lot of time by his very nature and power set running up the side of buildings, and he doesn't have to be on the ground if he doesn't want to be. But like he's 
it's I'd argue that's very different from flight. He can't flight. hover in the air, yeah. No, exactly. Mm. And uh, he he's very versatile in that it, he is just as as much at home like on top of a skyscraper as he is just walking around on the street high fiving mm. people. But something like Superman. I don't really know how that would work. And you, you sort of have to look at Superman 64 and things like yeah, that to realize. Course. And even like, um, I played a lot of DC Universe online mm-hmm. uh, on PS3. And there's like, you can choose the different types of traversal that you prefer, like super speed and that kind of thing. But if yeah. you don't choose flight, you're a chump because those cities are so, they just exist to house quests. Right. So they're not very interestingly designed at all. And if you want to experience all of that, go for it. But honestly, the best way to do it is get flight and get the power-up that lets you fly at double speed mm-hmm. just so you can get from A to B as fast as possible. Yeah. And that does not make for an interesting world. Uh, so I think a, a flight game is hard, but you can also like look to just do a completely different genre than you you might expect, like a like a real-time strategy game like Age of Empires, but with Thanos. Oh my god! You know, I don't know. Like you, you, just like Star Wars did, just, just, just start invading all the different genres of games and see what of, you can make. Some kind of hero uh, battle battler where they're in a kind of Thunderdome, so it doesn't matter mm. that you can fly because there's just a roof on it, and they they're yeah. just in this arena and they have to fight each other. Yeah, maybe that. There's lots of options. Mm. I think we'll see some really interesting stuff from Disney over the next few years, um, or at least Disney pushing for interesting games to be made why why not if we're mixing up genres let's do um disney uh no let's do marvel versus dc racer that would be fun <laughs> i'd play the that Flash would just win though wouldn't he his, I bet his car goes as fast as he does yeah well if he goes too fast though he goes like back in time oh, gosh, so he yeah. could just be in last all there's the a time. limit he can only go up to the speed of light <laughs> otherwise he ends up in the last place ah uh, well uh, that would be that would be weird wouldn't it ben wouldn't that be weird? That would be weird. It would be a Peter, weird thing. It would be and so it, weird. It might be weird enough that the fo- following morning, yeah. it might make the weird news. Weird. It's weird time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. 
Weird news time. Mm. It's time for weird news. This is where we each bring a piece of weird news along to talk to each other about. Yes, we do. Um, Peter, I've got a weird news for you. Okay. This is actually slightly older. Weird me. Than I was expecting. Oh. Uh, this is Fallout 76 news. Is it not current? I mean, current-ish in that Fallout 76 still has its servers on. Yeah. Uh, it's an Easter egg in Fallout 76. Now, as some of you may know, and as you know, Peter, I'm a I'm a big fan of a YouTube series called Monster Factory. Oh, I thought you were going to say I'm a big fan of Fallout 76. Well, that which too. You kind of are, but I haven't played it since I got the platinum trophy because yeah. that was sort of that was what was keeping me going. I got the platinum trophy in Fallout 76. By the mm. way, I don't know if you knew that. It's not a big deal. Um, Monster Factory is great. Monster Factory is incredible. It's uh, it's a Polygon series on their YouTube channel, um, and it's put together by Griffin and Justin McElroy of the McElroy brothers and they just go from game to game using the creation suite to make monsters the worst uh, possible ugliest protagonists yeah but they sort of love them mm. they? they love each of them dearly yeah and then they just go into the game world and sort of wreck it and in Fallout 76 there is it is it has been made canon that mm. their Fallout 4 monster factory the final pam the final pam the final pam I know from that their, one. from their brilliant if you watch any monster factory watch the series of videos on Fallout 4 where they made the final pam um she is she is officially canon in Fallout 76 what how uh, no, there's I'm, no npcs i totally missed this at the time uh, this this comes from October, and this this particular news story is reported by thegamer.com. So this and is just news to you, not news to the is, rest of the world. This is this is not news it's to the rest olds. of the world necessarily. It's olds. Mm. Um, the McElroy brothers are actually from West Virginia, oh. which is where Fallout seventy six is set. Mm. So there's another tie in there. So. Fallout 76, the online multiplayer post-apocalypse survival game, may have just made the franchise's best-known fan creation canon. The final Pam, which is just such a good name, yeah. created, released by Griffin and Justin McElroy for their Polygon video series Monster Factory, is clearly being referenced in, and this really dates this article, the Fallout 76 beta. Oh. Uh, and then there's a link to the video. Monster Factory is a YouTube series wherein brothers Justin and Griffin McElroy play with their play with the character creation options in a number of games. Most of their creations are horrifying slash beautiful perversions of the games worlds they inhabit. But the Fallout but Fallout 4's Final Pam seems to have transcended such petty concerns. And the big thing about the Final Pam is that she was sort of just breaking free from the constraints of the game. Yeah, she broke the fourth wall and, and... was just going to come for all of us yeah. in the real world because she's so powerful um so here we go in a house on the way to camden park there is a number of wooden blocks on top of a tv set that spells out pam right um there is a <laughs> there is a, a rad roach a dead rad roach on the toilet wearing a top hat who is wedding ready which is another reference because they had Rochi, who they were, who they who they married right. in game, and they just carried around this dead rad roach with them for ages. Yeah, um, there is a coffee can in a child's crib, okay, which was their new baby. Yeah, um, and a discarded metal husband slash Mister Handy robot on the floor. Metal husband. So, <laughs> trash Hulk and metal husband. So basically, there's just this massive love letter to. Monster Factory and the Final Pam. All in one house. In this? actual, all in one house. Oh. All in basically a collection of rooms downstairs in one small house on the way to Camden Park in Fallout 76. Brilliant. And I just thought that was that was brilliant. You have to go and find it. 
I, d- I should, shouldn't I? Yeah. I've, I think I've still got it downloaded. I worked too hard for my jetpack to delete that game. If So because there, it's an online multiplayer game, yeah. how does it work in, in terms of like trashing up the world? So what if you went there and it had already all been, all the blocks had been moved and stuff and it doesn't spell Pam anymore? I think... Does it generate a new instance every time you load in? I think they, I think it's instanced per server and the servers either crash yeah. or, or reset relatively frequently. There's okay. always loads of servers going. Basically the default state of that world is to have the final Pam reference in there. Yeah. If someone goes in there and purposefully excuse me, purposefully wrecks it, mm. i.e. just, I mean, they can't move, you can't move bodies in Fallout 76 like oh, you can okay. in the other games. Um, and you can't move objects either other than things that you can shoot or blow up. Okay. So if they threw a grenade in there, then the blocks would probably disappear. And and people can pick up blocks. Right. And they could pick up the coffee tin, for example. Yeah. Um, they could probably knock the rad roach off the toilet. Mm. Um, so there's a good chance that someone could go in there and try and wreck it, but there's a 99.9% chance that it'll be absolutely fine. Okay. And even if you went in there after someone tried to wreck it, they wouldn't be able to wreck it beyond recognition. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was amazing. That's and great. Super weird. Yeah. Um, that they that it is Final Pam is canon. Wow. Final Pam. Pam. Peter, what you got? Uh, I got some weird news for you. Okay. This comes from PC Gamer. Yeah. Um, it's about um, something that has gone through on Kickstarter. It's been fully funded. Okay. It's a video game. Yeah. It's on the way to you right now. On the way to me right now. This is by Fraser Brown on yeah. PC Gamer. What's Fraser Brown got for me? An erotic... <laughs> yeah? An erotic Lovecraft game has been funded on Kickstarter. Wow. Tell me more. The subtitle is Hot for Cthulhu. Apparently. Nice. Lust from Beyond. Yeah. Looks like amnesia with giant alien vaginas. It's an erotic first-person horror romp inspired by the likes of Lovecraft and Geiger, who's I'm not I'm not well read enough. Is that the guy who done Geiger? (laughs) That's the guy who done the designs for the for the Allens in the film Allen. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's Alien. Uh, I think he he did the Alien designs. H something Geiger or something. Right. I mean, that was that was a whole sort of. That was metaphorical, was That was, wasn't that was it? quite, uh, yeah, erotic there as well. There was a lot of stuff going on Willies there. and things. Um, uh, inspired by the likes of Lovecraft and Geiger, with a horny cult trying to open a door to a sex dimension. Wow. Typical cult stuff. Expect puzzles, corridors that look like xenomorph nests, and quivering sentient cocks. <laughs> oh, my God. Check out the Kickstarter trailer above. It's a bit NSFW. So we'll never be able to play this on the channel, basically. Okay. Uh, As a Victorian antiquarian plagued by visions of the aforementioned sex dimension, you decide to join the cult of ecstasy to figure out what's going on with your weird dreams. The cult seems to know how to have a good time, namely with orgies. But when that's not enough, they decide to open the door to Cthulhu sex pad. Oh, no. Though evocative of amnesia, you'll actually be able to fight the monsters chasing you through the vagina tunnels, Mm. though you can still try to hide from them. I'm sure they just want to cuddle, though. I don't think I want a cuddle from a sex star. From a sex monster. Amnesia monster. No, I don't think so. Lust from Beyond is a standalone game, but it's also a sequel. Is it? Yeah, to Lust for Darkness. Oh, uh, which had a nearly identical premise. A guy goes to a Victorian mansion and then finds himself hanging out in some alien dimension we'll be visiting again. It looked interesting, but James ended up just finding it childish. I don't know who James is. Is that the guy who made the game? No. I don't... 
Is it a hyperlink to a review? No. I don't know then. It's not It's not hyperlinked. I don't know if it's just a guy who commonly writes for PC Gamer. That seems like, like they used a to do strange. In the magazines, reference. didn't they? Like, yeah. oh, this is one for you, Matt. And it would just be. I don't know who Matt is. Yeah. Never met Matt in my life. Um, the sequel was funded on Kickstarter in only 10 days. Wow. How much money is it? Do you know? Though the developer was only looking for eight grand. Still oh, a lot God. of money, though. It is a lot of money. How much have they got? Do we know? Well, it's fully funded. It might be. I'll have a look in a minute, actually. Okay. Backers will get an exclusive demo within 24 hours. Oh. But there's no release date yet. Ooh, release date. The Steam page says coming soon. Oh, very good. With an O, not... Oh, okay. Well, that's not very common. No, it just then, says coming soon. Okay. Um, let me go to the Kickstarter and see if it says how much they got total. See what you can see. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely something we are not going to be able to play. Sadly not. But if you're into that... Still time to kickstart it, maybe. How much do you think they got? Well, they wanted eight grand. Yeah. Did they get ten? They got more than ten. Did they get fifteen? They got more than fifteen. Twenty? They got twenty-two point <laughs> five thousand pounds. That's a lot of pounds. That's one point five thousand backers. It's more than I earn in six years, Peter. Uh, and there's thirty-two days to go as well. Let me see what the top reward is. <laughs> if you donate. You won't have to see this game. You won't have to think about this game. That's your reward. If you're on the Lustful God tier, wow, which is five thousand Canadian dollars or more, which Jeez. is two two thousand eight hundred and fifty one pounds, mm-hmm. you get create place in the game. Send us concept art or description, so you get to make a place. Right. Uh, send us your photo and become a statue. Oh. Write a short note on a wall. Cult membership, your name in a book in the game. Oh. Full Steam key release, game demo, yep. wallpapers pack, additional NSFW wallpapers pack, wow. art book, end credit thanks, and soundtrack digital. Do we even know what, like, this is... It's a very small budget. Do we know what the quality of this art is going to be? It's surprisingly good. Is it? it lo- I mean, it might be very much like an acid, uh, an acid, an a- asset flip, but okay. uh, it looks... I mean, we can't... We can't sort of play this showing, show this. Showing it to me now. But just so you can quickly get an idea of the, the visuals, let me... Okay. Um, well, see, I mean, it's... That's not bad. It's got lighting and, like, shadows and it's, textures. It's well, it's well presented. It looks like looks like that Call of Cthulhu game. Yeah. Almost. Oh, those, those are boobs. Okay, cool. Well, there we go. That's so, what yeah, we can it actually looks like visually respectable i mean it like i say it might be just a load of unity assets that they're doubling down yeah maybe um yeah hey you can have a place in the game if you want just send send me your concept art hang on i'm not a designer send me your photo and i'll make you into a statue i don't next to one of the quivering sentient penises (laughs) in the vagina (laughs) tunnel great yeah brilliant amazing well that that was weird wasn't it well yes it was Mm -hmm. we've got a question here yeah from steezace which I realized the other day, if you flip the letters around, it could be like Stacey. Do you think her name is Stacy? Or it might be Stephen Zay. It might just be Stephen Zay. I don't know. By Steve. We've we've mispronounced it on the stream several times. I don't think they've ever corrected us. We've mispronounced it. Well, as in we've said it several ways on the stream well, before. Yeah. They've they've never. They've no, never I just let wondered if it was like a clever username where it's know. like my name's Stacy, so it'll be Steezace. But anyway, any uh, our game devs. <laughs> Going too far in making games replayable or forcing a longer playtime with pointless collectibles, DLC, or endless side quests. And what games are the worst for it, in your opinion? 
Or oh, a lot of games do this, just sort of give you busy work. Yeah, they um, do. I can't speak to any particular ones at the moment in terms of busy work because I feel like that's almost every RPG ever released. Yeah. But certainly playing so much Borderlands recently, they, do, oh boy, do they love making you run through areas again and again. Uh, mm-hmm. especially when you start to pick up a lot of side quests that you will then not unlock more side quests until you've handed in those side quests. Right. And they also require you to run across a big area, uh, especially some of the DLC maps that don't let you have vehicles in them, which usually they'd give you vehicles to, to get around a lot faster. Oh, yeah. And what they do is they put... Their, the map is hard enough to navigate in Borderlands anyway because it's it can be confusing about where the map marker is and what l- floor it's on and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Um, but they will make you run all the way to the end of a level and then run all the way back to leave the level. Brilliant. So that takes ages. Yeah. Um, I know, I haven't played it, but I know that Assassin's Creed Odyssey came under a lot of fire because there's a lot of, uh, a lot of grinding in that game to level up. Yeah. And they will happily sell you a booster pack that makes you level up faster so that you can kill people with your hidden blade uh, like you know because if they're a higher level than you but you stab it just them breaks in the by surprise, <laughs> it just snaps off it just breaks off it's like a wet noodle yeah um yeah so that that's i think that's an example of it probably going too far yeah um because they've actually monetized making you waste your time almost mm-hmm. where they're like yeah we know this is taking a while, yeah. Uh, but you can make you it a little bit easier for yourself if you give us some more money. That's it's like not mobile okay. games that yeah, like have a not. recharge of twenty four hours, and then you're like, or you can spend money. At least the mobile games are free, though. Yeah, that no, usually like this. Difference. This is not. This is not okay, and people should be outraged by that. But what about you? Do you have some examples? I haven't. I don't play Final Fantasy games, but I have read on the internet that Final Fantasy IX had a trophy where you have to do ten thousand kills. Right. Can you confirm or deny? Are you I, d- aware I don't of know. That? I didn't. I, d- I still have not made a dent in the in the re-release of Final Fantasy IX. Yeah. It's been a long. Obviously, when I played it originally, it didn't have trophies. But so. I saw, well, no, of course. But uh, I've seen a lot of people complaining on forum posts that like, wow, this is a massive grind. Um, mm. Also. Uh, a game that I've not played, Dark Souls Three. Mm-hmm. Apparently, getting all the spells is a trophy, and that's yeah, that's all tricky of the, to do. All of the games are like that, but I know in particular that Dark Souls Three, in order to get all of the rings, that requires I think up to either New Game Plus Three or New Game Plus Four. Oh my god! And and certain criteria to be met in order to get all the rings. Mm-hmm. Uh, fortunately, though, a very nice man, and this is a case of just paying it forward because I don't think he did it himself. But it, I was part of a chain of people, and I've I've since done it for other people as well. Where he was a listener to my podcast right. and just said, "Hey, I've got all the rings. Do you want them?" Yeah. And so he came into my game, dropped all of the rings, um, and then left. And uh, before he did so, he uploaded his save data and then re-downloaded it. Oh, cool! And now we've both got all the rings. So you can just duplicate exactly. Wow. So I've done that uh, several times since to you know help out people and stuff. And I know my friend did it legitimately. Mm-hmm. He near just he nearly lost his mind yeah. doing it. Uh, so you know, kudos to to whoever did it legit. But yeah, they're, they're, those are definitely definitely grinds. Yeah, I mean, the one other thing I've put down here is like it's not. I mean, I wouldn't even know, but my understanding is that it's not anything grindy. But the reason that you and I partly 
don't don't feel compelled to play through Red Dead Redemption 2. Right. Is that there's just so much content. Right. I mean, that's certainly my reason for it. Yeah. It just seems a bit daunting and a bit like uh you can just you can almost do too much. Mm. And I'm not interested in like hunting for food for my camp or like right. you know, skinning rabbits or washing my horse. Or having a bath. Yeah. If I wanted to have a bath, I'd have a real bath yeah. where it's hot and relaxes your muscles mm-hmm. and smells like Radox, lavender, and chamomile. That's one of my favorite miles. Yeah. Um, so that's the other thing I think, like, you know, that's that's not the rock star going, Oh, how can we make people how can we make people drag out this game and play it for as long as possible? <laughs> that's them just thinking, Oh, people will want all these options and they'll they'll want this sort of yeah life simulator game for an old west cowboy sims yeah cowboy sim uh but yeah to me that's that's another kind of information overload or or yeah. not even information overload but just overloaded with options and like too many things it's to just so to much yeah. there's so much in that game I, yeah it's it's that you're right that's not it's it's not Rockstar thinking how can we drag out this game, but it certainly does drag out the yeah. game, and that that is one of the reasons why it's just like I kind of just want if I could just play the mission sequentially, yeah, that would kind of be great because I'd nice... love to experience that story, but I don't want to inhabit that world because there's just so much of it. So far from a from a nice um, concise like linear. Uncharted, Last of Us, Spider Man kind of yeah. well, I mean Spider Man's not linear, but you know, it's more it's more focused. Of, yeah. Yeah, impact. and that's that's not that's not a criticism of the game, and that's not to say that we think it's bad either. As we've expressed many times, mm. it's clearly an epic. Yeah. And I I mean that in the in the Grecian sense. Yeah. It is an epic game. It's it's unbelievable the scope no, and I'm the magnitude lazy. of it. But yeah, I just can't be asked. Yeah. Like it's just not for me. It's too much of it. Mm. Um but yeah, there we go. That's 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 what we think of that. Yeah. Um, let us know in the comments if if there are any games that you found yourself just going, oh god, really? Yeah. That again? I've got to go back there. Why? I've killed forty ratatas. Do I really have to keep doing it to get to level just so I can beat Brock? And it's Saint Brock. Trilogy relics. He's an idiot. They took a while. Did they? Yeah. To get platinums and everything. Yeah. Boo hiss. Yeah. It's time, Peter. Mm. For the big. Big, big, big discussion. I don't know why I did that. That was really unnecessary. Yeah, Apologize was. to the page. Sorry, sorry. It's the big discussion time. Peter, welcome to the big discussion. Thank you. I want to talk to you about Sonic. Yeah. Uh, this We were probably going to talk about it anyway, but thankfully, Eon Davidson did ask. So, Sonic trailer came out. Any thoughts on Sonic's new human teeth? Human teeth. I've got the synopsis for Sonic here from Wikipedia. Yeah. Or at least the, the film. Sonic the Hedgehog is an upcoming 2019 American-Japanese live-action animated action film distributed by Paramount Pictures and based on the Sega video game franchise. The film is directed by Jeff Fowler and written by Patrick Casey, Josh Miller and Oren Uziel. The film stars Ben Schwartz as the voice of Sonic the Hedgehog and Jim Carrey as Sonic's nemesis, 
Dr. Robotnik, alongside James Marsden, Tika Sumter, Adam Pally, and Neil McDonough. As Sonic's teeth. As Sonic's teeth, each of his little teeth. In the film, a small-town sheriff assists Sonic as he attempts to escape the government. Sheriff Tom Wachowski journeys from Green Hills, Montana, mm-hmm. to San Francisco, California, to assist Sonic, an anthropomorphic blue hedgehog who can run at incredible speeds, evade capture by the government, collect his rings, and defeat the insane scientist Dr. Robotnik. Dr. Robotnik. So this was the subject of actually a quite significant leak. I don't know if you're aware of this. Mm. Um, I've only recently learned of it. There was a leak like like in the last couple of months that basically was proven to be true by the trailer uh, because it featured everything that... The Gangster's Paradise thing. Right. I think we talked about it on a podcast, didn't we? Or on a video. I'm not sure. sure. we We read out... I remember reading the text from an article somewhere and it was like... It will have Gangster's Paradise. Sonic says, gotta go fast. Suddenly, Gangster's Paradise begins blaring out. It just sounds like fanfic. Yeah. Uh, Um, We've definitely talked about it. Whether it was on any of our content and there was a camera rolling, I don't know. But I've I've spoken about it with someone, um, for sure. But yeah, so it's basically a load of press got invited to watch this thing early. And I guess they had NDAs or something. But someone just said... Yeah, I've been to see this thing and it's just it's just horrific. And and it is. The yeah. the trailer I mean th- this whole sorry saga has been horrifying. Um it it speaks volumes to the to the larger issue of video game films. Mm. Why can't they do them? Yeah. Um we did a list on it uh in which I reference Sonic's weird human legs because of the leaked poster. Yeah. And everyone was like, "Oh no, please, please no." And then and then we got this we got this trailer and we get to look at the Sonic and he looks like a man in a furry suit. He has actual teeth. His eyes aren't right. And by which I mean he looks like Sonic as Sonic would exist in the real world. But he got sort of trapped in in a Jeff Goldblum sort of fl- the, fly the fly situation between a, a, a hedgehog human. and a small boy. Yeah. And it's it's horrible. He has the exact proportions. If you just stop and look at him, especially if you just remove his head, he actually just has the body of a human being. He just looks like a person wearing a blue uh, morph suit. Yeah. Um, and then it just with like a slightly larger sonic kind of weird head with human teeth. Um, it's strange. It's, it's really strange. The one thing that I'm that I did enjoy kind of although it was still a little bit like uh, it's been written by just a a boardroom uh, yeah there there are several people who've been involved in writing yeah um, was seeing Jim Carrey just like play a silly character kind of reminiscent of Ace Ventura or the Riddler or you know that's exactly what I was going to say the only reason I would watch this is for Jim Carrey it's really nice to see him playing that kind of role but Again, talking about the leak, because at the very end, the last shot of the trailer is him looking proper Dr. Robotnik yeah. with, the, with the mad moustache and the bold head and stuff. According to the leak, that is the in the last moments of the film as a teaser to set up the next one. Really? Apparently. And that could well be true. And they put it in the trailer to make people think, oh, OK. It's going to go I like mean, that. Because they've got to be, they've got to be aware of the reaction mm. already. Not before they even release the trailer, they've got to be aware of the reaction. Because the only people who want to go see this are Sonic fans, and Sonic fans are are weird anyway. So weird. And 
Even they don't like this. No. So they must have thought, okay, it's too late now. We've put the teenage boy in the morph suit. And for some reason, we've given him teeth and small eyes. And his eyes, they have life to them. And that that unsettles me. Almost yeah. like Sonic has a soul. And I struggle with that from a theological perspective. Because I don't live fast. I don't want to I don't want to think about the fact that Sonic could maybe have a god or an afterlife mm. that he has to answer to. He has gelled his back into sort of spines kind of yeah. like he, he doesn't have the traditional sonic points but he has little sort of darth maul mounds on his back where it looks like he's just gelled his fur into into points yeah and maybe they just thought hey you know what let's put let's put actual dr robotnik at the end of this trailer to make people think oh okay this is a car crash but it might have airbags mm. but no according to the leak this may well just be the very end of the film. So the airbags, so you slam your head into the windscreen, you die, and then the airbags the go. Airbags, the airbags thrust your lifeless corpse from the vehicle in a really undignified coup de grace. Snap your neck <laughs> just, just to make doubly sure that you are indeed dead. You slide along the road and Jim Carrey quips at you. Well, the thing that bothers me, actually, I'm slightly concerned because I think Jim Carrey has... Um, He's had some mental health issues in the past yes. couple of years, yeah. Um, and he's you know he's not been doing well. He's evidently probably doing a bit better now if he was mm -hmm. able to you know take on a, a a fairly serious commitment in a movie role. Yeah, um, big role. Well, I mean, you no, know, I know what you're saying. Yeah, it's still 180 minutes or 140 minutes of whatever you know. What, however bad the movie 180, is, 180. Oh my god, hope not. <laughs> hope Nine, not. please, no, please, a tight, a, a tight 83, yeah. surely. <laughs> but what I mean is, you know, a movie's a movie. Um, what concerns me now is that he's gone, yeah, I'm going to get back in the saddle. I'm going to do silly characters. Oh, no, and then Maybe people are going to bully him. They'll want to do Ace Ventura 3. Not people are going to bully him, but he's going to, he might have not realized that, like, this script is dreadful and people aren't going to like this. And he's mm. committed. He's filmed this whole thing. The trailers are now going out. And although people are being nice about him and being nice to him and saying he's the redeeming factor, it might just be like, oh, this was meant to be like my comeback movie and it's just absolutely bombed. Oh. But it might not, it might sell really well because people might want to go and see it. See it ironically. It will review really about. badly. Yeah. Oh, it, yes. But it might sell well. And I just hope that Jim Carrey is okay. No, that... I hope he is as well. I'd like to think that he's, you know, he's not what's wrong with this film. No. I think I think the the overriding response is that this looks appalling. <laughs> But Jim Carrey looks great in it. Yeah. Uh, so that's something. And yeah, some some people are going to be assholes and he may well just see, you know, the reaction to the thing that he's involved in in general and take that negatively. Yeah. But, you know, I, I'd, I don't know Jim Carrey. No. I'd like to think that as a seasoned professional, he'd be able to distance himself from criticism of the, you know, criticism of the, of the animation team and the design team. Yeah. Then... Jim Carrey was awful in this film, and he is a bad person. Yeah, I, I suspect most of the reviews, are get, like from certainly from prof professional critics, are going to say, you know, this film was really bad. Sonic looks really weird. There's massive continuity errors. The one redeeming factor was Jim Carrey's performance. Yes. I'm hoping that that's what they'll say. I'm sure they will. There are a lot of opinions on the Sonic the Hedgehog film. I'm sure you've seen plenty of the fan edits yeah. where people have just basically modified it to look either more like sonic or just put a sonic model in there yeah. from the game and it's like 
Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Why if if he's gonna be animated anyway? Why go? Why go for this? Yeah. Nobody wants that Sonic toy. Exactly. Nobody wants that Sonic tie-in game. Yeah. Who wants that what on their lunch? What are you doing? Yeah. You're mad. Horrible. I mean, at least it would be uh, cosplay is a lot easier than than, oh than it has been before, yeah. I suppose. But God, that's true. Disastrous and horrifying. And please let us know what your thoughts are in the comments below about the Sonic the Hedgehog film. And that goes for everything we've spoken about this week. There is one other thing I wanted to say. Which is that he, someone pointed out on Twitter that there's that bit where loads of missiles get fired at him and they just freeze in the air because from his perspective, as a fast man, yeah. they're just moving super slow. And he like fun. drums them and jumps on them and stuff. How come he managed to be shot by the tranquilizer dart at the very beginning of the trailer? No, you're right. How did that happen? I don't know. If everything is so slow for him... Maybe it's about Sonic's journey as yeah. a hero. And to begin with, he's scared and confused. And he is an adolescent. I don't know how old he's meant to be it's in the game. Yeah, exactly. He's gonna he's gonna bump into Jonah Hill. Yeah. Jonah Hill might be fat. He might be he might be fit. Who's to say? Mm. That's part of the mystery of this at the center of this plot. How fat will Jonah Hill be <laughs> in this Sonic coming of age film that yeah. we're all excited to will see? Will Sonic get the girl? Will Sonic Sonic is gonna is gonna flop up some human woman by the end of the film just like he did in the game yeah he's gonna sleep with a human woman he's gonna get a human girlfriend he is i guarantee uh our woman will kiss that furry man yeah by the end of that film i guarantee that's gonna happen the last shot is him in bed with the woman and robotnik just looming over him with the big yeah. mustache and the bald head and he says gotta go fast and then he just like makes her infertile yeah. just immediately because he's got all kinds of crazy radiation going on and like he's not he's not right he's not right He's not well. Don't go fast. We should all stay away from him uh, at all costs. Go slowly. But there we are. As I said, please let us know in the comments mm. what you think about that yes. thing. I'm hesitant to refer to it as a film. I don't want to. We'll see. I don't want to. Peter, yeah. uh, where can they find us elsewhere on the internet? They can find us on YouTube, mm. Twitch, mm. Twitter, mm. Facebook, mm. all slash Team Triple Jump. Yeah. And remember that Twitch is for Mondays and Tuesdays now, and YouTube is for Thursdays for streams, but you, and also throughout the week. But you feel pretty silly holding that ripped piece of paper now, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I do feel really silly. Also, uh, patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. If you want to support us financially and help us keep making the things that I hope you enjoy. Yeah. Do you? Um, yeah. We have a website. That's triple jerk.mup. Mm -hmm. And if you put a forward slash shop on the end of that, it's another way you can help support us. You'll get things like the hoodie and T-shirt that you see on screen now if you're watching the video version and the mooge that's in my hand yep. with a refreshing beverage. Delicious mooge. The uh, the podcast is available. Oh, I do feel really silly with this paper. Well, you did that. At play.acast.com forward slash S forward slash team. Uh, no, just no, triple no. jump. Whoa, just triple jump. It's slash S slash triple jump. If you're listening to the audio version of this, well done. Yeah. You, you cracked the case. You did it. If you're watching the YouTube version and that's too complicated for you or Peter's flub there has just completely knocked you for six, there are so many links in the description and they're in the description of every video we upload. We've got more links than the Zelda franchise. Uh, how many links are there, do you think? Are, they, are they canonically different links? Some of them are. Some of them can fight each other in Smash, so huh. they must be. They I must don't know. Be at least two. Yes. Uh, if you would uh, like to join our Discord, it's bit.ly forward slash team triple jump. Mm. And as uh, Peter mentioned about the Patreon earlier on, 
uh, we get our questions from Patreon. Yeah. And there's also a, an exclusive Patreon Discord room. We did our first Discord chat uh, yes. this week, and we spoke to you fine folks on the internet, and it was lovely to talk to you and answer some of your questions. Mm. We'll be doing another one of those again uh, probably in the next couple of weeks. Yep. And then again at the end of the month just to make up for that, you know, that we've got a bit of a bit of a backlog to catch up with but yep. we will we will usually do those once a month and we'll run a poll on patreon to find out what the best time is for you guys and we'll try and change it up each time so you know people who couldn't make one can make the next one yeah and so right. on and so forth if you want to follow us on instagram you can do at that peter austin and at ben potter 20 mm. that's two zero you can also follow us on our personal twitter accounts that's also at that Peter Austin and at confused underscore dude. Yes, that's me. He's a confused underscore dude. I am. We have lists every Tuesday and Thursday. We have streams every Monday, Tuesday and Thursday. No stream this coming Monday, though, because it's a bank holiday in the mm. UK. And Peter is going to celebrate it and I have am. a nice time outside. Last so bank holiday, we came in, didn't we? We did. We worked both the Friday and the Monday. I'm too burnt out, though, this week. I need the three-day weekend. Yeah. Um, I might I might do it on Wednesday. Just keep an eye on my Twitter slash the Triple Jump Twitter, and you will you will be... Told when and where my stream is going to be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Worst games is fortnightly. Yeah. Next episode tomorrow at the time of release. Yeah, if you're a non-patron mm -hmm. uh, of of the certain tier, whatever it is, five dollars or yep. something. Uh, if you are on Patreon, it's already come out on Friday for you. We got it on Friday. Yeah. So consider that. And of course, the podcast comes out every Saturday, as I say, every episode. But we've actually had a meeting, and it is happening. Um, we are looking at introducing new shows very yes. soon. Uh, it is going to happen. Peter mentions feeling a little burned out. It's because we work very hard mm -hmm. to to bring you the stuff that you get every week. Uh, we we realize that uh, those of you who followed us from our previous ventures will be used to some sort of uh, fancy free and silly and silly stuff that that hasn't we haven't quite been in a position to replicate just yet. But that is coming. Yeah. It's on its way. We've got someone who now works with us full time. Yeah. And he'll be moving up here to the office in like two weeks. Oh, my Lord. It's going to change everything. Yeah. So bear with us. And if you are supporting us on Patreon through this initial period, we, we really appreciate it. And regardless, we're really proud of the stuff we're making. And we hope you're enjoying it, even if it is maybe slightly different from what you experienced before. Absolutely. Ben, thank you for joining us. Who? Me. And the two friends sitting at the front of the table. Oh, oh he's done it all the way. Oh. Scarlet fire. fire. We will recycle boop, 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 that boop, paper. Boop, boop, boop. No, we won't. We've already said we can't. There's no recycling here at this this business complex. And it's take really it home. depressing. I want to take it home. I don't care about trees that much. <laughs> yeah, you can just grow them. Grow them again. We should have reversed it, actually. We should have put that thing down, flipped it, and reversed it. What's it, what it, what your... Mean? Yeah, yeah. That's what she says in the... Kelly Rowland? Who? What? It's <laughs> Hello? Doesn't matter. Someone will get it. Right. Thank you very much for listening, Peter. I know she does that, but what should we reverse? What are you talking about? You can put the paper in upside down when we... Because we only print on one side. Oh, you mean we should have printed on double-sided? We should do that or do what we currently do, but then put it in the other way so we can print on the other side. Mm. Yeah. We'll, we'll do our best to reduce our carbon footprint mm. uh, soon at some point one day thank you for watching slash listening everyone and uh, have a wonderful bank holiday weekend or I hope you're enjoying your bank holiday mm. weekend if you're in the UK and if not sucks for you yeah screw you we've got Brexit what do you think of that uh -huh. have, a, have a lovely normal weekend you losers bye bye everyone <laughs>
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.